When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to break down some film. Shaq Lawson, the newest edge rusher, for the New York Jets and also go through the five big keys to the game coming up on Sunday and so to do that we bring in our man at Play Like a Jet who does all of the film reviews on our YouTube channel who is the co-host of Play Like a Jet Live Wednesday nights on U Stadium with Clayton Smarslack and that of course is the thunder from down under Mr. Luke Grant. Luke what's up buddy? I'm doing more, Scott. We finally made it. NFL season is here. We've just seen the uh, the Thursday night football mm-hmm. game, which was fantastic, a really good display. And if we can see anything like that this year from the Jets on offense, that would be a pleasant surprise. So uh, let's get into it. I was going to say, we are recording this on the heels of the ending of that fantastic Tampa Bay-Dallas game. Could not ask for a better opening game. And if we could get half as much entertainment out of this Jets-Panthers game coming up on Sunday as we did out of the opener on NBC on Thursday, we should all be very pleased with that. Phenomenal quarterbacking by Tom Brady and Dak Prescott. No surprise there. And so we hope that we get that level of quarterbacking or something close to it from Zach Wilson. But we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get into the keys to the game. First, Luke, you had an opportunity to take a look at the film of the Jets' newest edge rusher, Shaq Lawson, acquired for a sixth-round pick from the Houston Texans. Some people have said this is a massive steal. Oh, my God, Joe Douglas is robbing the Houston Texans. Let's be honest about it. Shaq Lawson is really more of just a decent player who fills a role, or at least that's the way I see it. I was curious if that's the way you see it. And in order to take a look at how you view him in totality as a player, I thought we'd go through his pluses and minuses 
both as a pass rusher and as a run defender. So let's start with the positives. What did you see from Lawson that you liked? There was a lot to like. I want to echo what you said first, though, Scott. Look, he's Jordan Jenkins, and I mean that in the most polite way. He's an average-level starter who can do a bit as a pass rusher but isn't going to wow you. Um, But uh, the positives, let's start in the run game. He's really stout at the point of attack. Uh, He's so good at uh, bench pressing the offensive tackle and two-gapping. He did a fair bit of that in Miami last year. He's really good in the run game. That's definitely the highlight of his skill set. And it's something the Jets have kind of been lacking. We saw against Green Bay, even though it was their second team offense, they marched up and down the field on the Jets. So I think that's a really big plus to his game. And then look, it's a bit of a cliche, but man, this guy plays with his hair on fire. You watch him when he's on the backside of run plays in pursuit. He's fantastic. He reminds me a little bit of what people said about um, Winovich, Chase Winovich in the draft a couple of years ago, just really athletic up and down the line of scrimmage does a job for you as a run defender. He's fantastic. There aren't a ton of negatives to his run game. Um, He's fairly solid all around. He's just not a super explosive athlete. And that's when we get into the negatives and get into his pass rushing ability. That's when we'll talk about those kind of things. But he's just not a twitched up athlete. He's high motor. He's good with his hands. He's powerful, but he's never going to wow you with explosion. And on the negative side, what did you see that you didn't like? Yeah, most of those came as a pass rusher. So let's jump into that now. I think he just lacks the ideal bend for an edge rusher. Now, look, I understand he's not a 3-4 outside linebacker. He's not Von Miller. He's nothing like that. But he still doesn't really have the, the bend to get around the edge cleanly and win time and time again and run the hoop in the NFL. That's a limitation that's always going to be there with Shaq Lawson. Something that I thought Drew Gear, who joined us on Play Like a Jet Live, mentioned was one of the negatives is how much he's had to flip-flop between systems. He started in Buffalo as a 4-3 defensive end after being a 3-4 outside linebacker in college. Then he flipped in Miami and then again flipped now back to a 4-3 end. So he's been asked to do a a multitude of things. He hasn't quite nailed it down and found that role yet. So that's also something that's held back his ceiling, just the... uh, the lack of continuity throughout his career so far. So that's something I saw on tape. Um, and yeah, just plays a little tight, lacks some bend. Uh, but other than that, there was a lot to like about Shaq Lawson. Uh, in the past rushing, you'll see him line up as the right defensive end a lot, which is a nice fit. Carl Lawson would have lined up there a lot. I still think he can be utilized as a wide, in a wide nine technique sometimes. Uh, he likes to create kind of that runway to attack the chest of the offensive tackle. So he's going to have an opportunity to do that. And maybe he'll put together that Kerry Hyder type season that we saw from him in San Francisco under Robert Sala. So I think there's an opportunity for him to do that. Um, he has a really nice rip move. That's how he, he kind of beats the, the tackles on the outside corner the most. Uh, he'll, he'll get the rip underneath the armpit with his left arm. Saw that a lot. He had some awesome games against Jacksonville. He had six plus sacks. Great effort, great motor. That's going to be uh, you know, mentioned throughout his play, uh, but just still lacks a little bit of that finesse and that bend. Luke, you said maybe he'll be Kerry Hyder this year, and you also said that he's Jordan Jenkins, and you meant that in the most polite way. I was curious, A, what you think of him overall as a player, how you would rank him, and B, what your expectations are for him this season if we're being reasonable about it. Yeah, I kind of mentioned it already. I think he's a league average starter. And while that might you know, jump off the page as something exciting, uh, that's a huge step up over, look, even Bryce Huff at this stage, we don't know what he's going to be. He was an undrafted free agent last year. And then opposite that, we had 
what John Franklin Myers, who has to kick outside and not a lot else. So that alone is a positive. I think he's around an average player. And if we're talking expectations, I think you want to see him match what he did last year in Miami. He had around 40 pressures. He started the year fantastically. He had like 30 pressures in his first eight games and then calmed down the stretch. He only had four and a half sacks, but look, that's who he is. He's not going to wow you with these huge numbers. Just be productive, be a presence off the edge for the New York Jets that they really don't have and obviously haven't had for the last 20 years. So if he can be that guy, that's going to be an upgrade over what the Jets have. As I mentioned, be that Jordan Jenkins guy, that reliable kind of six to seven sack guy. That would be okay with me. But just something to remember, part of his production last year in Miami was a lot of the scheme. They blitzed a lot of linebackers. There were a lot of favorable matchups and one-on-ones. I don't think he'll get as many of those this year. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Let's move on to keys to the game on Sunday, Luke. The Jets taking on the Carolina Panthers. Our old friend Sam Darnold. And Darnold figures into key number one. The Jets are going to have to force him into uncomfortable situations. And so if the Jets are going to win this game, we're going to need to see bad Sam Darnold. We saw plenty of bad Sam Darnold last year. We're going to need to see it again this Sunday if the Jets are going to be victorious. Yeah, the thing I wrote down on my notepad was prevent the big plays on D and make Sam Darnold beat you underneath. We've seen it for years, Scott. He makes one bad decision where he doesn't see the linebacker underneath or the safety. That went all the way back to his rookie season against Minnesota. There was an interception like that. It's just been part of his career. It's part of who Sam Donald is. You don't want to give him the free touchdown down the field, be beaten for that 80-yard bomb to Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore. They have plenty of explosive playmakers. Make him beat you and make him beat you out of the pocket and inside of structure. That's what the Jets need to do. If they can do that, I honestly think they have an edge at the quarterback position. I understand Zach Wilson hasn't played a snap of NFL football yet, but I feel so confident about his ability and his poise compared to what we saw for three years out of Sam Darnold. You know, regardless of the situation, we're all aware that it wasn't perfect here. It was far from it. But I still think Zach Wilson has the edge in that matchup. So make Sam Darnold beat you underneath and make him beat you from within the pocket. Sam Darnold is the key as far as the Jets being able to stop what the Panthers are doing. But in order to be effective on their own side on offense, what they're going to need to do is make sure that they don't rely too heavily on the rookie quarterback Luke, I think if they can get the running game going here and effective play action, that's going to be the recipe for a successful day for the New York Jets offense on Sunday against Carolina. Most definitely. I think if the Jets can rush for 100-plus yards, that's going to be crucial for us. We already know, Scott, that the running game is so important to all rookie quarterbacks because it takes pressure off them. You don't have to be in third and long every single time like we saw Sam Darnold a lot. Sorry, Zach Wilson a lot in the offseason, in the preseason. But it's even more important for this scheme. And, and I mentioned it last week on the podcast. This Mike LaFleur scheme is built around the play-action game. And that's not going to be possible without that strong running game from Ty Johnson and Michael Carter on that wide and outside zone. So making sure they can rush the ball effectively is going to be crucial for them. And if they don't do it, then you're going to see a lot of pocket passing and it's going to be difficult to take deep shots on the Carolina Panthers. So it's crucial that the running game starts well. Also going to be very difficult to take deep shots on the Panthers if the offensive line isn't holding up for the Jets, specifically Mekhi Becton. The Becton-Burns matchup is one of the most fun that we're going to see in this game, and it's absolutely one of the top five keys to the Jets being able to potentially get a victory. 
Ryan Burns might be the best pass rusher the Jets play in the whole of 2021. And he may be Makai Becton's worst matchup based on his speed and his length and what he can do to a larger offensive tackle. So it's going to be intriguing. But if Becton and Moses or Fant, whoever starts on the right side, if they can beat Brian Burns or at least come away with a 50-50 split of that matchup, the Jets have a great opportunity to win. Look, I understand that the Panthers play a very multiple defense and they have quite a good secondary. But what you have to remember is J.C. Horn's a rookie. A.J. Bouye is out. So there's opportunities here. Luke, we talked about the Jets offensive line. So let's talk about the Carolina Panthers offensive line. It is one of the weak points of this team. And if you talk to anybody who follows the Carolina Panthers, roots for the Carolina Panthers, or knows anything about the Carolina Panthers, they will tell you that they are very, very concerned about this offensive line. Now, on the flip side, you've got the Jets who have a very dominant defensive line. So this is a matchup they absolutely need to win, but not just win, they need to absolutely crush the Carolina Panthers' weak offensive line because the defensive line for the Jets is far and away their biggest strength. We talked about the corners, and we've talked about how the pass rush is so-so, even with the addition of Lawson. We've mentioned this on several podcasts. If the Jets are going to get the upper hand on the Carolina Panthers on the defensive side of the ball, they have to do it in the trenches. Three of the Par- the Carolina Panthers' five starting offensive linemen are you know, backup quality players. Cameron Irving has been average in the time he's seen on the field in Dallas and other stops before that. You've got a backup right guard because their guards on the COVID-19 list and wasn't vaccinated. And then you've got our old friend, Pat Elfline playing left guard. Quinn and Williams, Sheldon Rankins and John Franklin Meyer need to be disruptive as hell. You're spot on, Scott. They don't need to just win the matchup. They need to be dominant because we know the secondary is young. They're going to struggle keeping up with the Panthers. So it's essential that they just absolutely wreck the game and they have the ability to do it. Matt Paradis, who's a solid center, but when you've got, you know, poor guards on either side, we saw it with Connor McGovern last year. You can struggle even as a, you know, an experienced NFL center. So for me, I think it's going to be exciting to see what Sheldon Rankins can do in his first performance from the Jet, how they deploy John Franklin Myers. I'm super excited about it. It's a huge opportunity for the Jets. And let me just say this, if Carl Lawson was playing, I would be putting a lot of money on the Jets because I think the Panthers line might be the worst I'll see all season right now. And man, if they had Carl Lawson, this could be scary. You mentioned another key to the game earlier, Luke. You touched on it very briefly, so let's expand upon it. The turnover battle, especially when we talk about Sam Darnold versus Zach Wilson, rookie quarterback. Obviously, the Panthers are going to try to confuse him. We know what Sam Darnold can do when he's put into uncomfortable situations. The turnover battle is going to be enormous. It is. It's going to be huge. And look, I think it's a cliche, but if you win the turnover battle, you know, 80% of the time in the NFL, you're going to win the football game. And this is the thing for the Jets. They're going to struggle defensively. There's going to be times where they're going to, you know, let in some plays to these quality playmakers. This is a top 10 wide receiver group in the NFL, and there's going to be times they struggle. But if they can turn the ball over, maybe Hamza Nasruddin gets in there and gets his head on a ball like we saw in the preseason. Maybe Bryce Hall plucks an interception. They need to find a way to do it. And then conversely, you need to make sure that Zach Wilson keeps clean in the pocket and isn't put under too much duress to then make poor decisions. He did a fantastic job of of not doing that in the preseason. He had no turnover-worthy throws. He took no sacks. So if the offense 
defensive line can hold up and Zach Wilson can have less turnovers than Sam Darnold and the Jets to the Panthers as a whole, then I think they have a great shot of winning. Look, I understand it's a five and a half point line right now, favorite to the Panthers. I don't think the differential between the teams is that large. I think people just have the stink of the Jets two and 14 season last year. This is going to be a tight game and it could be decided by one turnover. One key that we didn't talk about, but I do think needs to be mentioned, is the coaching battle. Matt Rule going into his second year as head coach of an NFL team, but a lot more head coaching experience than Robert Sala because he spent many years as a head coach at the collegiate level. He obviously has more familiarity with his staff as well because they all worked underneath him last year. So this is year two for them, the sophomore campaign. Robert Sala, on the other hand, no head coaching experience, comes in here with guys he's familiar with, but who haven't worked underneath him before in terms of him being a head coach. So not only is Zach Wilson a rookie here for the Jets, so is Salah. Matt Rule may not be a completely proven commodity as a head coach for the Carolina Panthers at the NFL level. Certainly more season, though. We got a little bit of a glimpse of what he and his staff, Joe Brady and Phil Snow, like to do last year. Now we're going to start to see a fuller picture as they get even more familiar with their players, particularly with the new quarterback, Sam Darnold. How do you see this coaching matchup shaking out? Who do you think has the edge? And what are some of the keys here to this matchup that could play into the game in a big way on Sunday? This is the Jets coaches I love bowl. That's what this is. Matt Rule was our guy, Scott. I know we talked about it. Mm. We all wanted uh, Matt Rule. I Second to that, I actually wanted Cliff Kingsbury, and thank goodness that didn't work out. But we wanted Matt Rule a couple of years ago when they went with Adam Gase. And then obviously Sala was the overwhelming favorite once it looked like he was not going to land in Detroit, as everyone thought, for the whole of the offseason. So that's going to be a fascinating storyline. As you said, Matt Rule has more experience over in his poncho on that side of the sideline. But even more than the two head coaches, I think there's fascinating battles with the coordinators. You mentioned Phil Snow, super multiple, played a lot of cover three last year. Is he going to stick with that, knowing that he's going against the Shanahan offense and Mike LaFleur, which destroys cover three? And that's the reason we've seen that shift in the NFL to two high safeties. That's a fascinating matchup. The other side of the ball, well, Joe Brady, that dink and dunk style, mesh post, uh, some of the Panther slant concepts. Is he going to be able to go away from his game plan enough and try and stretch the Jets vertically? Because there's going to be opportunities to do so with this corner group. What's Robert Sala going to do? Is he going to play more cover four like we saw last year? Will he revert back to his roots? I just can't wait to see the coaching matchups in general. It's going to be fascinating. And look, even though Sala is slightly less experienced uh, than his counterpart in Matt Rule, I think the Jets have just as good a coaching staff, and I think he's going to be completely fine on game day. I'm kind of excited to see what he's like with the headset on, on a, you know, when the real bullets are flying, if he's still going to be quite reserved like we saw in the preseason. But I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup for sure. Luke, are there any other keys to this game that we didn't mention yet that you think are important or any matchups specifically that you're really looking forward to watching? I'm looking forward to seeing what the Jets do on Robbie Anderson because he's going to be lined up when the Jets play more man principle looks and some of these cover four looks. I think you'll see Bryce Hall on DJ Moore when he's on the outside. What are they going to do on Robbie Anderson? Now, I actually am kind of growing on the idea of Javelin Guidry because look, Robbie Anderson's six foot three, Javelin Guidry's five foot ten. That looks like a terrible matchup on paper, but we both know that Robbie Anderson isn't Julio Jones. He's not going to go out there and moss you and beat you above the rim. He's going to beat you with speed. So why not put a smaller corner that can match him on the outside? 
Or will Robert Sala trust Brandon Eccles? Is Isaiah, Isaiah Dunn the guy and everything we saw in preseason means nothing? I'm intrigued to see what that matchup's like. But look, Scott, all in all, I think this is such an evenly poised match. But it comes down to me. The most important thing is who wins more you know, dominantly. Is it going to be the Jets' D-line against the Panthers' O-line or the Panthers' wide receivers against the Jets' corner? That's the game right there. The game will be won and lost on the Jets' defensive side of the ball. Luke Grant, who does all the great film breakdowns on our YouTube channel for Play Like a Jet, and of course is the co-host of Play Like a Jet Live Wednesday nights with you, Stadium, and his co-host, Clayton Smarslock. Thank you so much for jumping on, breaking down some Shaq Lawson film with me, and also, of course, sharing your keys to the game. For those that want to check out the videos that you've been making, listen to you, or watch you on you, Stadium with Clayton Smarslock, follow you on Twitter, all of that stuff. How can they get a hold of you? How can they check out everything you're doing? Easiest way to get a hold of me, hit me up on Twitter. It's LukeGrant7. I'm on there a fair bit, so make sure you head over there. Um, follow me there. Send me a DM. That's the best way to get in touch. And then, look, just make sure you're supporting everything we're doing on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Uh, we've got Paces Playbook. Kayla does a fantastic job with those. I've got a new series I've just started called Flight Into Enemy Territory, where every week I get a co-host from a podcast or a radio show or something like that from the opposition. I had John Ellis on from the Panthers. He's uh, the co-host of The Raw. He did a fantastic job just going into that matchup. That was a cool video. Uh, I've talked a little further about the keys to the game in a video on there. So look, make sure you subscribe. We're just about to hit a thousand. We're starting to get some great momentum. So thanks to everyone supporting us. Make sure you're listening to us there, but, uh, but also here over on the podcast, Scott. Did you hear that? That was some thunder because the thunder from down under was telling you to go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, as Luke said, we are almost at 1,000 subscribers. So go ahead and help put us over the top. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.